this is it. You guys are listening to the very first Sam Goldstein's Recorded Talking with Occasional Guests. But this is a special one because it's the first one and it's just me. First time ever recording from my garage, not even my garage, my parents' garage, to kick off the new year of 2019. I'm excited. I didn't mean to just breathe into the microphone. Mind my breathing. No, it's exciting. I uh, My sleep schedule's all fucked up. It's 4.30 in the morning on New Year's Eve day. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to kick this off, this new year off, with something new. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, I'm a stand-up comic. I've been doing comedy for about seven years, mainly at really shitty dive bars and little local comedy clubs working my way up in the ranks to put it in baseball terms first started in single a kind of worked my way up to double a and uh i'm kind of in triple a getting my reps in hoping that i'll eventually get the call to the majors and um that's where the podcast comes in The title's Recorded Talking. Today, there's no guest. It's just me in my garage talking to you like a crazy person. Because in reality, I'm just literally looking at my garage door right now. But, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to do this. Yeah, I don't even know where to begin, you know? Still live at home with my mom and dad. Which has been interesting. Um, you know, I got I got sober about four years ago. And, you know, I'm 28. And I think for a long time, you know, my dad retired when I was 15. So, or no, shit, when I was 13. So he's been around for 15 years just driving me nuts. And until I got sober... I don't think I really enjoyed the time that I had with my dad or my mom, to say the least. I was always just like, get the fuck out of my hair, people, you crazy people. Just leave me alone, you know, but now I can't get enough of them. But me and my dad, we argue, we argue about the dumbest things, and I love that. Um, I'm excited, I'm going to be moving out soon. Getting out of this place, staying in uh, Southern California, but not going to be living at home anymore, which is exciting. You know, I think when I was 21, I was I was living out in in the west the west side of LA for a little while, but I was in the height of of my drinking and using, and decided to end up getting sober and. Decided it would be the best thing to move back home for a bit. But as for my sleep schedule being fucked up and it being 4.30 in the morning, you know, I remember my dad, sometimes I'll sleep in until, God, like 1, 1 in the afternoon. Usually when I get home late from doing a gig. And my dad will be like, do you ever get tired of sleeping? And I'm, no, 
I don't. Sleeping's literally the best thing ever. That's why bears fucking do it for five months. Oh my god, I love dreaming, you know? Dreaming is the fucking best. I even told my dad, I'm like, why would I want to wake up? Sometimes a dream is so much better than real life. I mean, look at the movie Inception. It was all about dreams. And how fucking cool they are. But yeah, I was telling my dad, you know, it's... I don't know, when I wake up, I'm usually like, I wake up angry. And uh, in a lot of ways, I like relate to a bear. I think when bears do wake up, they're like, fuck you, I was having a great dream. You know? And then it's just back to doing whatever a bear does. But actually, bears hunt and kill and provide for people, and I do the opposite of that. I rely on people, and I, <laughs> I'm i nothing like a bear. Well, maybe in the gay community, I'm somewhat of a bear, but it's besides the point. I'm not like a real-life bear, which would be cool. But no, I don't, I'm just going on tangents. I think that's just what recorded talking is, you know? It's just recording how kind of insane you sound, especially when you're sleep-deprived. But I don't know. I hope you guys all had good holidays. It's literally New Year's Eve day or New Year's Day Eve. I don't know. It's one of the two. But God, I love the holidays, you know? Because like, it just makes me think back to when I was in high school. Like, when I was in high school, I was in good shape. I was in that, like, coke addict shape, you know? Where it's, you were just thin. You were just thin, but I was, like, working out back then. So I had, like, muscle definition, but I had that, like, that kind of, like, drug dealer physique. But no, I just remember being in high school and, like, a lot of chicks, you know, were into me. But I had, I was not able to pick up on social cues. I was kind of oblivious, but I love the holidays because they all come home, you know, and like there were like fat, ugly chicks that went to high school with me and now they're like Instagram models or public figures, you know, and I'm the gross one. So plot twist, didn't see that one coming, but for me, I feel like it took me, you know, kind of going downhill to get confident, you know? And I feel like that's such a weird thing, you know, to like learn to accept yourself like when you're at your worst, you know, like those cliche things like you can't love someone else until you love yourself. I used to think, fuck you, fuck that. But then I kind of realized there's a truth to it. Like I hated me for the longest time and now I'm like my biggest fan, you know. Not like an egotistical douchebag kind of way, but I'm proud of the shit I accomplish, you know? Um, I'm not like one of those big headlining comedians yet. I say yet because I'm working towards that goal, you know? And I feel like we should all have goals that we're working towards. Like for so long, I was living other people's dreams. I mean, I've literally, literally worked every job on the planet almost. I was a host at a restaurant... I was a host at a sushi bar, so I was like that white kid that would walk in and be like, Irashai, you know, and all the sushi chefs would be like, you're fucking, this is so wrong, you know, but the one like white sushi chef would kind of like throw you up the surfer sideways peace sign, like, sup, 
Worked at a Jersey Mike's, which is just kind of like a nicer, more expensive subway. Um, worked at a Bed Bath & Beyond, which my friends in high school loved because ironically I was put in the, uh, the closets department because they had like the bedding, the bath, the closets, and the kitchen department. And uh, they decided to put me in the closets department so my friends would come visit me and just be total like high school kids and be like, oh, there's Sammy's in the closet. Which was funny, you know, got old. But I'll tell you one thing, met a lot of, a lot of cougars. A lot of cougars would come in, go shopping and be like, you should meet my daughter. And I'm like, your daughter fucking buys pot for me, but I wouldn't tell her that, you know. I would just sell them bookshelves or hat racks or those fucking mothballs to keep bugs away from their daughter's scarves or whatever. So I worked at Bed Bath & Beyond. I was a host. You know, I delivered pizzas, which was my favorite job. Oh, my God. You could just smoke weed, not have to answer to anybody. I mean, you could, like, I think literally... Literally anybody could deliver a pizza. And uh, I miss that job. That was my favorite job I've ever had, you know, besides doing stand-up. I don't know. The feeling of stand-up is it's so exhilarating. Like, people are like, it must be terrifying. And I think, like, the fun comes from, like, I think the most terrifying things can be fun. I still, I don't plan on going skydiving anytime soon because I have a big fear of heights. But I feel like one day I will and I'll look back and be like, I was such a moron. That was one of the most fun things I ever did. But for me, like stand-up, I remember one of my worst gigs ever. I was at this dive bar. There was probably like six people in there. And I just started out, you know, I was new. I was probably a couple years into stand-up. And I just remember being like, how's everybody doing tonight? And some dude just slowly turned around on the bar stool. And he had his back to me and he was just watching the TV and just goes, fuck you. I was like, oh, God, I'll have what he's having. A second divorce. And he ended up laughing and then slowly turned back around to just watch watch a hockey game. And uh, in the greater scheme of things, it wasn't that bad, you know, because I was still doing something. I was getting those reps in, you know, trying to get better at my craft. And, and people are going to hate you along the way. People aren't going to like you, but it's about learning to like you and and others will, you know, that's where like the irony comes in with, you can't love others till you love yourself. You know, I think it's the opposite too. others can't love you until you love yourself. And, um, I don't know. I, I, I've worked a lot of jobs. I've lived a lot of other people's dreams. You know, I was a, a waiter at a restaurant, which sucked. I, nothing dr- drives me more insane than when somebody wants like six of the same drink I, I got like written up at my job because I just brought a picture of Arnold Palmer one time and just left it on the table the guy's like how rude and I'm like this is your seventh one I felt like you deserved a picture and uh I was a dishwasher a busser an ex like an expo which means I just basically fucking make sure the foods the right foods on the right plate go into the right table um one of the coolest jobs I ever got, I remember I was hanging outside of the comedy store, God, back in 2012, it was like my first year getting into stand-up, 
and a friend of mine was doing like a bringer show at the comedy store and this group of guys were there and they looked at they looked like your typical convicted felons you know just tattooed kind of a little bit a little bit worse for wear and uh I went out I was just having a drink on the patio and one of them was like man we loved your set and I was like I didn't perform tonight and we ended up getting into the conversation of what they did and he was like yeah we work at the Playboy Mansion I'm like no you don't you know you you work for Caltrans let's face it you know they had that kind of like you know methy alcoholic look you know like really blotchy but like also like really uppity you know looked like if Looked like if Steve Bannon was like all loaded up on Adderall. Like that was just kind of like that just sums up kind of like the look of a few of these guys. And uh, one of them was like, give me your email address. He was like, we could use a couple funny people. So he ended up offering me and uh, me and a good friend of mine, uh, Hunter, a job at the Playboy Mansion. And uh, we did not believe him. And then the next day we got a phone call. How quick can you guys be here? And sure enough the security gates opened and I was now working at a place where I used to find magazines to jerk off to, you know, and talk about like a dream come true. That was like, it wasn't my dream. I'm sure it's a lot of people's dream, but we, we got the opportunity to build the haunted house at the playboy mansion there. And, uh, it was a really cool experience. We worked there. God, probably the whole month of October for a couple years and spent a lot of time there just doing silly shit and and I can get into that when I have uh my buddy Hunter on later on but you know that was another job I had and you know after I got sober I ended up working at a treatment center you know which was probably like the best worst job I ever had it was like one of the most meaningful but also one of the most just hard jobs I've ever had to deal with you know, and trying to do all that while trying to be a comedian, it was just, it was just hard. I was constantly putting all my energy into somebody else's dreams and not able to pursue my own. And I think part of the fear that a lot of people have is the inability to like just chase what they want. You know, like you got one life to live. I'd rather live my life trying to be successful at what I want to do rather than, you know, being good at something I fucking hate. And, you know, I'm I'm grateful that I get that opportunity. And for the longest time, you know, my family didn't support my decisions. And, you know, now that I'm starting to make a little bit of money doing stand-up, they kind of realize, like, whoa, he might actually have talent. We didn't see it, you know. But I guess his teachers did. Like, every one of my old report cards used to be, like, constantly truant, disobeys authority, constantly acting out, a seeking attention like if only they sent me to a comedy club when I was age eight I might actually be further along than where I'm at but that's not part of the path that uh, I'm on you know but man I love the holidays I love them get to celebrate them at home the only thing that drives me nuts is like people make fun of Hanukkah for having eight nights you know Yet Christmas literally ended, God, six days ago. And people are already doing the 360 however many fucking more days till Christmas. I I literally saw 
Christmas Day, a countdown that said 365 days till Christmas, and I wanted to shoot my computer. Um, Just drives me nuts, you know? Like, Christmas starts, <laughs> Christmas starts in, like, July. Let's face it, you know? But I love it. I love what it's about. You get to spend time with your family. You get to give gifts to people. You know, you get to exchange stories. All the people from your past kind of show up. And some of them you're actually stoked to see, and other ones you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I wish you didn't exist. You know, but that's all part of life. Um, but no, I, I go to one of my local bars every Wednesday, and I sing karaoke, and that's one of my favorite things to do. It's just fun, good old-fashioned fun, and I grew up loving Adam Sandler. You know, and you can think what you think of him, but I think he's brilliant. And one of my favorite songs is at a medium pace uh, by Adam Sandler. And it's like a love song. And uh, I didn't know, but a bunch of people from my old high school were there. And um, I, I always I always start off the intro when I just say, you know, like, oh, this song goes out to all the beautiful ladies in the bar tonight. You know who you are, you know. And then they all woo. Then I'm like, it's just too bad none of them could be here. And just immediately they start booing me. And I love that. I love that feeling. And I love the song because it's just a love song. But with like the dirtiest lyrics possible. And I would just tote around the bar singing it. And um, you know it's just crazy. I love, I love when people sing karaoke. It's just it brings out a different side of people. Like everybody becomes a performer whether you're good or not. And I love that. Like I love when people get really drunk. Because sometimes like. The most funny shit. Ha- I once saw, I want it was brilliant. I saw this guy. He was singing the song Tequila, which has three lyrics: just Tequila, 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 like the da Tequila. And he was so wasted that he just decided to mess up the lyrics. So he was like Taquitos, fuck! And he would get so mad. And it was just I thought it was one of the funniest things ever. And you'd hear people butcher Bohemian Rhapsody. And um, I just love karaoke. I love when people sing, when other people get to put on their performer hats. And I just think it's funny. Not enough people like realize their like raw talent or potential, and they're just kind of stuck in their day to day jobs. And and uh, one of the things that drives me nuts though is like people immediately like when they find out I'm a comedian, they're like, "Oh, be funny," you know. And it's. I don't ask people to fix my car when they're off the clock, you know? I don't have people, like, wait on my table at home, like, when they're not at work, you know? Sometimes you just have to be a normal human being. And I think that's kind of, like, where I'm at sometimes, like, just trying to be a normal human being, which is really tough, because I've got, like, such a fucking weird perspective on things. And, um... Like, especially, like, in this day and age, I just think it's funny, but I try and, like, respect people's boundaries. I try and respect people's, like, opinions and choices. And, like, one of the things that just drives me nuts nowadays is, like, just trying to date in the online age. It's, like, so... It's so different and weird, you know? Like, especially, like, there's an app now where it's just... It's more acceptable to fucking respond to a stranger at 2 a.m. than it is to like receive a compliment at a public place you know 
I just find it so weird, you know, like even the concept of like an Uber, it's like, I'm going to be blackout drunk and I'm just going to call a stranger over to pick me up and give me a ride somewhere. Like I don't, I don't trust it, you know? And like, especially like with dating, like I give it a try. Like my friends are like, Hey, give, give this a shot, you know, try it, go on it. You know, people, and like my dude friends are like, they're just chicks that are down to fuck. And then every profile I see, it's just like, just here for friends. And it's like, well, go outside. You know, if you're just here for friends, go outside. It's a fuck. It's a dating. Tinder started out as a fuck app. Like, let's face it. And um, one of my fa- <laughs> one of my favorite things I came across this girl's profile and like her bio, like they all have something stupid, you know, like they all name their height, you know, their favorite things. You know, it'll be like. Jesus, horses, I love beer, take me to a winery, buy me a dinner. I'm like, oh, shut up, you know? So, like, I just made my bio, you know, Jesus, Disney, horses, stuff, and, like, all you other, and all shit you other girls say in their bios. And then 5'11", but 6'1", in heels. Just something stupid like that. But I came across this girl's profile, and she was like, I'm pan, I'm pansexual on it, which I have no clue what that means. Um, I'm not against it. I just don't know what it means, you know? And I like, I found myself like, now I have to like Google whether or not this chick would even maybe be attracted to me before I wasted a swipe on her, you know? And it turns out we actually ended up matching and we went on a date and she's like, we were talking and she's like, oh, you're cisgender. Cause I started asking her about that. And I, I had no fucking clue what cisgender meant, you know? And apparently it means you're straight. And I had no clue. I'm like willing to learn all this stuff. But then she was going on this tangent about like how many actual pronouns there are to like distra- describe people. And like, for me, it's just, it's like mind boggling, you know? Cause like when I was in high school, you're either straight, gay or bi. That's like all people knew. It's like, Oh, you know, you know, Alex, she likes girls and dudes. And I'm like, Oh, kinky, you know, or we all knew Michael just like dudes, you know, but now it's like, you're either gay, straight, bisexual, pansexual, polysexual, asexual, gender fluid, gender queer. Gender questioning, transgender, transsexual, cisgender, non-binary, intersexual, transitioning, agender, bigender, pansgender, transmasculine, transfeminine, demi-boy, demi-girl. The list goes on. Like, I I swear it'll end at, like, demi-more, you know? And I just think it's... Like, you should be allowed to have your pronoun. That's fine. You should be able to, like, identify as whatever you want. But, like, realistically... You know, it's like when I think of like the LGBTQ thing, it's like if we're going to do that, if we're going to have, if I have to remember, memorize 70 something things to say to you, it's like, where's S in the LGBTQ, you know, where's the S that stands for straight, you know, it's like we got, we should include that too, right? And I think like lesbian, it's just a synonym for gay, you know, so is queer, you know, um, I think there's just a lot of like redundant things. Like I, I think you're you're allowed to be trans, transsexual, transgender, whatever you want to call it. You're allowed to be that. I don't I just don't see the harm in 
in life. It just it all comes down to equality. It doesn't fucking matter what you are. Like just be a rational human being and we'll treat you that way, you know? Um, I know that the rest of the world has a lot of changing and like evolving to do, but I think it just comes down to equality. I was like, I was talking to one of my friends and he was really upset because his girlfriend, you know, she's worked her entire life. Like as an assistant, you know, she was working for like a travel agency, you know, she like knew her shit and my buddy's also getting a job working for a travel agency. But she got offered a position that was higher than him and paid more. I mean, her starting pay was something like 19 an hour. And it drove him nuts. And I just told him, I'm like, that's, that's part of the problem, you know? Like, there's plenty of female comedians out there that are hilarious that I truly believe should be paid more than me. At least at this point, they're working harder than me, you know? And a lot of them are funnier. You know, at this mo- at this point in time, a lot of them are. And I just think it comes down, like, why are you upset, you know? Like, she's she's better at the job than you. She's more qualified, you know? Get your fucking ego out of your way. And, like, let her have it, you know? If it's, like, that much of a fucking problem for you, like, be try and be better. Work harder than her, you know? Make yourself more qualified. And it just, it, I, I just think it's hilarious. He's like fighting with his girlfriend, even though he should be supportive. Um, I don't get it, you know, but you know, I've been, I've been single for quite some time now. Living at home doesn't really help because I've got like two of the most loving, but also like invasive people on the planet. They just want to know what's going on, you know, always. And uh, I love them for it, but it, they drive me nuts. You know, my dad's always like, you know, when can we, like, my dad's always asking me, like, when are you going to meet a nice girl? You know, it's like, God, when I was your age, I was thinking about having kids. Which is funny, because now it's like a mom expecting kids from her daughter, and that's like my dad's role with me. And I told him, I'm, I'm not even on the, ch- like, chapter one yet, you know? Still trying to secure getting a date. But I think it's just... The time's not right. I I'd rather not meet somebody online cuz I I fantasize about having like normal human interactions with people. That's the kind of shit I love. Just doesn't happen that way anymore. I remember I literally told some girl she looked nice at a gas station. I'm like, "You look really nice today." And um and she was unable to take the compliment. And it's like, "Look, I'm not Trying to fuck you here at the gas station. I'm just trying to give you a compliment, you know? But, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I know it comes from, like, where we are today as a society, but chill out. You know, just take the fucking compliment, you know? How hard is it to just say, like, oh my god, thank you? Just don't get it. Sometimes people are crazy. But... God, it's it's almost New Year's. I'm happy. I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy to be sober. Love going to bars. I go to a lot of bars in sobriety, and people are always like, how, how, how can you do that? And I'm like, I don't know. I just don't drink. I just go to a bar, have a Coke, you know, and just watch people. I love watching people. And plus, I have a lot of friends that are normal 
who like to drink. And one of my favorite things to do, it's like an adult game of Where's Waldo. It's like I'll, I'll go out with my buddies to like a local, like really busy bar. And uh, we'll go out like on a Saturday night when like the place is packed with college students and whatnot. And I'll get them really drunk. And then we'll play hide and go seek in the bar. It's one of the most fun things I've done. Sometimes I'll like, sometimes I'll literally like leave them little like cryptic notes on the table so that they have to look for me. And then I'll just go home and uh, <laughs> just leave them looking for me. But other times I actually like, I'll just hide in like different crowds of people. Just really fun. Because, uh, I don't know, it's kind of like, God, it sounds like pretty stupid when you think about it. But I don't know why. Fucking with drunk people is fun. But don't really know what I'm going to be doing for New Year's. Me and my friends have been floating the idea of just an impromptu trip to Vegas, which always seems like a good idea. But um, I don't know. I think it's just any other any other day, you know. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited for what the new year has in store for all of us. And you know, I I think this is just the first of many podcasts. I. I suck at this right now. This is my first one. I'm kind of just talking, hence recorded talking. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. It'll just evolve over time. But like anything, you know, it's like when it's your first time, it's something you're, you got a lot of room to grow and I'm excited to give myself that room to grow and, and hopefully it'll get funnier and funnier and I'll have interesting guests on and actual whether they're celebrities or some of some of the people that I, I, I know and like love dearly or what I call some of the funniest people you've never heard of. And I'm excited to give them an extra platform for their voices to be heard. And I think that 2019 is going to be a big year for anybody who chooses for that to happen. And um, yeah, this is just the first of many. I don't really know where to go from here, but I just want to thank you guys for listening, and I look forward to getting into more weird shit, and when shit prop pops up, I'm just going to record it and upload it. I plan on uploading every Saturday, so if you feel so inclined, you can subscribe to the podcast. It'll be on iTunes and SoundCloud and whatever other streaming podcast services there are, and and when you do listen, if you if you enjoy it while you're sitting in traffic or walking on the treadmill or fucking doing whatever you do on an elliptical machine or cleaning or fucking whatever you do while you're listening to this, if you enjoyed it and want more, please feel free to leave in the comments any questions you have, any topics you want to talk about, and uh, be sure to rate give us give it a fucking rating whatever you choose i don't really care and subscribe to it if you choose and i look forward to growing this with you and god thank you again for listening and i hope you guys all have a happy new year you get that new year's kiss just fucking make sure you fucking put some mouthwash in have a few breath mints because nothing sucks more than kissing somebody and 
being their first regret of the new year. I've been that. But anyways, thank you guys. This has been Recorded Talking. And I'm your host, Sam Goldstein. So until we meet again, thanks for listening.